Hello, my name is Reverend Jodie Stoll. Over the lockdown period, I was in one of the few million households who were required to shield because I live with someone who is clinically extremely vulnerable. On the 1st of August, the shielding programme ended or paused, but we were no less vulnerable. So we, along with those other millions of people, had to begin to figure out what it meant to live as a CEV household in a world where COVID-19 is here to stay. The way that I see the world and make sense of my faith in it is now fundamentally impacted by this experience. And so this is my podcast, Shielded. You're very welcome here. Welcome back to this podcast. This is the penultimate episode of this six-week series, thinking around what it means to be vulnerable in all kinds of different ways. It's been great to be with you for the last few weeks, pondering a bit about God, life, the universe and everything. Today, we're thinking about fear. Okay, so I think it would be fair to say that this word has got the most stacked against it for being open to the possibility of a positive spin. Over the last few weeks, I've tried to offer an honest perspective on some of those words that we often seek to avoid or reject as realities in our lives, vulnerability, weakness, and those words which are often used to place heavy burdens on those who are struggling in many different ways, resilience and well-being. But fear. Surely, I can imagine you thinking, fear is clear. As that great teacher Yoda tells us, fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. And who wants to suffer? But Proverbs in the Hebrew scripture part of the Bible tells us, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. I guess there are different types of fear and perhaps the well-loved wise teacher of Luke Skywalker might have been a little more circumspect in his total condemnation of fear. As I was writing my undergraduate dissertation on God, personhood and mental health, I remember reading Roger Granger's book, Waiting for Wings. Granger was a psychologist and worked as a chaplain in a psychiatric institution. And he said that those in his care often those who were very unwell with mental illness, who had become institutionalised because of this, were often those who were the most attuned to their own human condition, to our fragility, frailty, mortality. That there was something about the nature of their affliction, which was because they saw themselves and the world the most keenly the most truly, that they simply did not have the defences and delusions that the rest of us use to keep madness at bay. I often wonder if the busyness we see, particularly in the Western world, 
is part of the framework that we use to push our fears, our instincts that things are not as they seem, our sneaking suspicion about the futility of a lot of life to the far corners of our minds. I'm not suggesting uh, that the options are serious mental unwellness and truth or mental balance with a dose of unhealthy delusion about the true state of affairs, but rather to point out to us that the endeavour of living well is not to be found in banishing our fears so that they simply inhabit our shadow side. Our fears will shape us whether we acknowledge them or not, but looking at them square on may indeed be the beginning of wisdom. Granger, in his book, also talks of God and gently suggests that those he meets in psychiatric institutions, who are often dismissed as having nothing to give or anything useful to offer society, that's why they are set on the outside of the city as dangerous to themselves or others, that they are in fact those who are often most receptive to God. They are thinner skinned, which can cause some of the issues that mean they are institutionalised, but this also means they do not have a thick skin towards the presence of God. That the very thing which seems to be a problem may also be seen as a gift. That those with thinner skins meet with God in different and profound ways and can offer this as a gift to the world. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Perhaps from another perspective, Yoda might have said, fear leads to wisdom, wisdom leads to revelation, revelation leads to God, and God offers peace. My guest today is Liz Clutterbuck. Liz is vicar of Emmanuel Holloway, um, a diverse inner city parish. She's also a researcher specialising in measuring the impact of churches. Here are her thoughts on fear. Fear is a very basic human emotion. We've all experienced it. And at times we will have all struggled to overcome it. I think there is a spectrum of fear, ranges from the ridiculous, the deliberate fear that we generate by watching scary films, to the deep-seated dread of our very worst fears being realised. One of my battles with fear over the last few months has been having to overcome the phobia of masks I've had since childhood. It's just not something that is compatible with life in 2020. But the first thing that comes to mind when I think about the word fear is the instruction, do not fear. Although there are many places in scripture where that phrase appears, there is one that stands out for me personally. In Isaiah chapter 43, the Lord says to Isaiah, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. 
When you walk through fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. These verses first became important to me when I was 14 and about to move with my family from London to Gloucester. I was not happy about it. My father had a new job he believed God was calling him into, but my moody teenage self did not believe that God was calling me too. The reality was that I was fearful of the house move, of a new school, of losing friends and having to make new ones. Being given these verses by a wise youth group leader became a pivotal moment in my own faith journey. I sought courage in them and tried not to be afraid because God was treading this path alongside me. It was the first time that I had lived out my faith outside of my parents' faith, and they are verses that I have come back to again and again as encouragement in times of being afraid. When God says, do not be afraid, it is not to undermine our fear. It is a reminder that God is alongside us in it. Fear is a completely justified emotion, whether it's a short burst of adrenaline-inducing fear or a constant low-level fear that greets us afresh each morning. Over the last seven or eight months, I think we have all lived with, at the very least, a constant low-level fear. We are right to be afraid of a virus that has wreaked so much pain and destruction across our world. I am afraid of the impact that it might have on my family, on people that I love, my congregation, the wider church, society. I could go on. At the same time, I am also fearful for the survival of the world in the face of climate change. I'm afraid of what the impact of Brexit might be. I'm counting down to the US presidential election and terrified of what the outcome might be. In 1933, Franklin D. Roosevelt said in his inauguration as president that we have nothing to fear except fear itself. It's a good sentiment, except when all of the evidence seems to suggest otherwise. And the danger of a sentiment like that is that it makes fear shameful, a sign of weakness, something to be hidden or overcome. Saying that we are afraid requires vulnerability. It is an act of strength, not weakness. For me, one of the most inspiring moments in Jesus' ministry was in the hours before his arrest, when in the Garden of Gethsemane, he told God his fear of what lay ahead. His words, Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. The fact that Jesus himself knew fear is something that I find deeply reassuring. In that moment, Jesus's humanity overtakes his godliness, and he, like us, seeks strength from his Father. So do not be afraid. But when you are, look to our Heavenly Father for strength. That was Liz sharing so eloquently the way in which God has been revealed to her in and through her fears. Our Bible text today is from Mark's Gospel, chapter 16, verses 1 to 8. 
When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on, the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. I have always loved this ending to Mark's Gospel and wondered if the longer ending added later was added because those reading it could not come to terms with their own fears. And so they wanted to hide the women's fear in the victory of the resurrection appearances. But the original ending is with these words, for they were afraid. Your fears can be your greatest teacher. As you face them today, may you find wisdom and insight, and may the Lord give you peace. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Let others know about it and listen on Fridays for new episodes, which you can get from Anchor or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify, among other platforms. Go well into your day and may you come again soon to these doors.